Welcome to The Booth Shop with Dr. Antoine Brown, a place where the community can discuss everyday issues to include politics, sports, and life. Meet your host, Dr. Antoine, a person committed to serving educated and empowering members of the community to become advocates for themselves and those around them. Listen as he sits down with the community members, elected officials, and other advocates to bring you the resources you need. What it do? We are back. 2022. You know, I've been excited to get back to you guys and talk to you guys for almost a year now. Because I've been away from this thing. That was some intro, I guess, with some money. I guess we're going to get money in this new year. So, you know who I am. If you haven't been to this show before when we were going every week, my name is Antoine Brown, formerly Antoine Brown. I got introductions to do where I am Dr. Antoine Brown now, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Thanks for joining. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're safe. We had some uh, some scares throughout 2020, throughout 2020 and 2021. We're still in this pandemic, but we are here. So I just want to say Happy New Year to everybody. And I want to welcome you to the brand new booth shop. Now, if you don't know um, who I am, if this is your first time visiting, my name in the bowling community is Booth. When I was growing up, coming through the basketball ranks, it was a guy that played for Maryland. His, His last name was Booth. I had a bald head at the time kind of built the same. And when I was in college, they started calling me Booth. So when I got home and realized that uh, I needed a nickname for bowling, uh, I just kept it. I went with Booth. And then the bowling environment is the barbershop to most of us bowlers that's uh, here in Prince George's County. We, we, uh, We laugh and joke like family. We talk about everything. We discuss everything. We have special people that you, uh, don't know what they do, you know, because it, it doesn't matter. But we have a community. We're a community where we get to talk about anything, be a family. Uh, we we fight sometimes like family members do, but we get back together and we all have this special bond when it comes around being in the bowling alley. So when I decided to do a show, I was like, well, man, the barbershop is not the thing I do, do well. Like I, I go and I go to my barber, but... The bowling alley is where I have those discussions at. Either it's in the parking lot, during or after the after uh, each game, or after bowling, or if we just meet up to have dinner or lunch or brunch or after tournaments and we're traveling. These conversations about life, politics, sports, family, friends—all these things we do in the bowling alley. So I just thought it was fitting to call this my barbershop space, where anybody can come on. We can talk about those things that you want to talk about. And of course, everybody know that I'm an elected official. So I like the political game. I like talking about things that how we can improve our community, how you can be a better informed citizen, a better informed uh, candidate, if that's what you want to do, run for office, or a better informed person that needs to know the processes of some of these things. I am not an expert by any chance. If I don't know the answer, I'm going to find someone who does know the answer and we're going to bring them on the show so they can be able to talk to you about the things you need. Most of us, me being uh, included as I went through the process, really didn't understand or really still don't understand what each elected office does. So 
we're here to talk about all those things. So here I am. Welcome to the booth shop. Brand new spot. We're going to do it at six o'clock every two weeks. We're going to give a week off to get our people together to make sure we got the uh, proper people doing the proper times to come on and talk to us about the things that's going around the county. Maybe it's things that's going on in the world. Well, if you just want to talk sports, I know the national uh, championship game is on tonight. Somebody leave me some messages who they think they're going to win. That's how we do here in the booth shop. All fair game. You can ask me any question. I'll give you my opinion and my opinion only. Like I said, if I don't know the answer, I'll try to find it for the next time or I'll get back to you because that's what we do over here in the shop. So that's why this this new name is the booth shop. I really love that we're going to keep it going. So over the last, I guess, since November, I guess it's a little over a year now. Um, the last show we did was a special election show around the president of the United States and the vice president, Kamala Harris. We know the outcome of that. We know we have a new president and a new vice president and some controversy of how they have, how they're performed within the last year. If that's been good, if that's been bad, that's not up to me to decide. I'm just going to keep following the things that we do as a community and keep moving forward. Because as we know, uh, the president of the United States has the job to do. He can't do that job without Congress. So if you got any opinion on how you doing, let me know. I need people to come on and talk to me. So come talk to me. I'll leave that one out here. But that's the last time we had a show was around that special election. Everybody, if you join in also, I am a Democrat and I am elected to the Democratic Central Committee. So I'll have a little conversation about that uh, a little later. Since it's just me tonight, guys, I figured we leave the show around 30 minutes. Just going to kind of catch you up. What's going on in the world? Will we see the show going throughout the year? What's going on uh, here in uh, Prince George's County? And we're going to leave it there. I'm just going to give you kind of some updates of the things that I think is happening and where we should be and how we go. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me, let's break down my work in District 26 on the Democratic Central Committee. Now, the Democratic Central Committee, guys, is most, I, I, I'm not sure about other states completely, but I think they have Democratic Central Committees. But here in the state of Maryland, we have a Democratic Central Committee that's made up of three members. Most of the time, it kind of goes by population of how your Democratic Central Committee is set up. So here in Prince George's County, we have three members. We have an at-large member and two other members. And the focus of this Central Committee is to make sure uh, the citizens understand who's running, when the process is started, um, uh, information about the Democratic process as a whole, the candidates on the Democratic side so you can be an informed voter. And it's our job to kind of get those things out to you. So we was a little busy in between 2021 and now 2022. Uh, we we appointed a state delegate. We appointed uh, two, three, four, seven state state delegates. We appointed a board of education member. We had uh, 
we had some vic- um, vacancies as coordinators, and coordinators kind of help with the, alit- the political process when it comes to getting volunteers together, uh, getting information in the ground for being uh, precinct captains when it's time to get out and vote. So we had some vacancies in there. We're still shuffling that around, but it was five vacancies that we filled. Four of them, we still got one one um, going on. We lost some members on the uh, Democratic Central Committee, and we replaced, we replaced four of those. Uh, let's see. We rearranged some of the the um, the committee boards because it's kind of because the Democratic Central Committee is kind of set up like we would do if we was on a state level or even a national level where you have committees and you work in those committees. I was a co-chair of the Young and Adult Young and Young Adult Outreach and Engagement Committee my first two years. Now I'm on the Political Relations Committee. And I'm still on the Young Adult and Outreach Committee. So if many of you didn't know, my first two years, I was co-chair of both of those committees. Now I'm just a member, but I am elected as the second vice chair of the whole Democratic Central of Prince George's County. So that's where we are on that. We, um, as a as a Democratic Central Committee this year, we also had a um, chance to do Shout out to Ms. Cheryl Landis, who's our former chair, now currently a delegate, because when an open a open seat came available because of a uh, promotion or a promotion to Michael Jackson's senator, she put her name in the hat and we appointed uh, her to fill the term over in it wasn't Michael Jackson. Don't quote me on that one because I just lost my little mind. We appointed some people. Whoever who left, I think it was, I can't think of the name. I think it was Senator Peterson who stepped down and took another appointment. So I'll fact check my own fact check in a second because it was a lot of people. So when she when they when that happened, she stepped up. We lost out. We lost our chair who did a marvelous job in what she did with um she some of the plans, putting us all together. She had a brilliant mind, which she has a brilliant mind on putting uh, things in writing so we can be organized to go out and do the job at the Central Committee. So uh, Delegate Landis, thank you for that. And we, uh, as a committee, appointed Mr. Kent Robeson to be our next chair, and he's been doing an amazing job in his leadership. We're looking forward to that to finish up this year, and we're in an election year, so we might get whole new members. We'll see how that goes. We'll have a conversation as that comes up. So that's what's been going on so far and in the political aspect of what I was up to. Now, the reason why you have not seen my show for the last year is because I was entrenched at the University of Southern California. I've decided to represent. Shout out to my HBCUs. You know, that's where my heart is. That's why I was made. But I'm going to shout out this university because it was, I think, one of the toughest experiences that I've had educational with uh, seeking my doctoral degree in social work. And I'm understanding the field of social work has been challenging and new and exciting. And when most people hear social work, they hear the clinical side, the individuals they help in, the practices they're running. And this degree was focused on the overall uh, experiences of executive leadership. 
in a nutshell. It's a macro degree and how you will be able to run organizations, help pass policy, help pass legislation, run uh, nonprofits and things of that sort. So take another step back in my political life to see what's how can I be a, more of an asset to people in my educational process? Because I understood that I needed some type of education to be able to help the masses like I'm, I'm predicting to help in the future. So I signed up for <laughs> I signed up for this degree. I was praying and hoping I did not get in because I was like, "Ooh, this is crazy. And one day I'll have my wife on that. We'll talk about that whole experience because we both were doing it at the same time. And congratulations to Dr. Felicia Pratt, my beautiful wife, on obtaining her degree back in May. And I finished in December. So two doctors in the house. The conversations are definitely uh, more advanced than they were in 2019. <laughs> They're definitely something uh, different now. So this is why I pursued this degree, guys, just to, to be an asset on an educational level. So if when we're talking about uh, marginalized people, uh, Black Lives Matter, if we're talking about uh, trash pickup and we're talking about uh, the pandemic and how it's affecting uh, how it's affecting millions of people in the healthcare industry and the workers and this everything on a larger scale. How we can do some different thinking to 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 change some of these systems in a way where we can be effective and then not just keep recycling old old thinking and old. Uh, non-progressive things so we're, we're just out here trying to be better for the whole for the district that i'm representing but also the whole state of maryland at this point and one day hopefully just talking to people nationally to be able to insert my my skill set into having these conversations to help us all no matter what color you are just to be able to help this it's important to me and this is why i am now dr antoine brown to be able to sit in a room and have some stature about my level of thinking. I, I think it adds some weight to uh, who I am and I, I'm excited about it. It's still weird to take compliments and I appreciate my community because you guys have been awesome since I graduated this thing. I've shared my experience along the way of how tough it was and when I wanted to give up and when I was like, man, I can't do this. Everybody around me, my support system, my friends and family, even if I haven't seen you in a while on social media, you gave me motivation, uh, quote, motivational quotes. It, it's been it's been a journey that everybody's been a part of. And I want to say thank you. And I appreciate you going the long haul, going the long haul with me on everything. So once again, I'm a graduate of the University of Southern California. That's that's crazy. For everybody that's new, I'm gonna give you a, a a brief a brief synopsis of why that's crazy to me. If uh, many of my friends, being African American males, understand when we were growing up through uh, early late '80s, early '90s, the stat of a black male finishing high school was. 70, 60% against us. Living till you see your 18th birthday, the number was high. 
not alone going to get to 21 living without going to prison living or not going to prison was up upper 70 percent against us i um i had a child at 15 in high school i was 16 child at 16 my junior year in high school so my numbers went up again that i wasn't supposed to be successful educationally uh let's see I'm dyslexic that I found out when I was doing my master's degree, didn't understand what that entailed, thought I was stupid, but I was like, can't be stupid. I'm, I'm all the way here. But so I had to fight through those battles, not knowing how educationally I was being left back. So I stayed back twice in elementary school, the second and the fifth grade. I went to 11 elementary schools. I went to one junior high because they was like, hey, buddy, you're going to be too old. By the time you get to high school, you're going to be almost 20. So they skipped, skipped me one year. So I did seventh and eighth grade. I did seventh, seventh grade in the first and second quarter. I did eighth grade the third and fourth quarter. And then they sent my little butt to high school. Now, granted, high school was a little different. I thought I would be missing something, but luckily the information was different and I was persistent on making sure I at least knew enough. But I was definitely illiterate when I got there. I couldn't read. My, my friends would laugh at me, yada, yada, yada. So 11 elementary schools, one junior high schools, and I still moved around enough that I went to three different high schools. Eventually going back to the high school I started with and shout out to my Forsville Knight graduates. That family is tremendous to me. Thank y'all for all y'all support. I will never forget that high school because it saved my life. Literally saved my life. All, all the people we play sports with, all the friends that I gained out of there that I'm still in touch with today. Love you all. Thanks, Forsville, for everything. So now we go to Livingstone College, the best HBCU ever, first football uh, football game ever at Livingstone College, Johnson C. Smith. Without that, we wouldn't have uh, black college football. So that's my claim to fame. I got some friends that kind of went to Lincoln's and I got, you know, Howard friends and I got all that. But our claim to fame is we got the first collegiate black football game. You check your facts. All right. So without that, y'all wouldn't have football because of us. <laughs> Probably not. But anyway, we was the first game. Um, Took my son down there. We went through that. My Livingstone family knows how I feel about them. I'm not even going to go into that right now because that's going to be a whole show. But my Livingstone family saved my life and went to the military. And I don't know why I'm giving y'all all these updates because there might be some people out there who haven't seen my show before, so they need this. So y'all bear with me. We're going to get to the good stuff in a minute. So I'm, uh, I've, so, okay, yeah, went to the military, came back home. I, right after, you know, transitioning to out the military, I met my wife and this year, 2022, we would be married for 15 years. And that's a whole nother celebration. This year, 2022 is milestone after milestone. We both going to walk with our doctor degree, doctorate degrees in May. Then shortly after that, share an experience of 15 years of being together, being together in marital bliss. I'm the best thing that ever happened to her. And if she says anything otherwise, she's lying. That, that, that fact need to be debate because I got some uh, Cheney friends, but all right, we go back to, yeah. Congratulations to Lincoln. Um, let's see what's next. What's next. 
of the political landscape inside the county right now. A lot of things happen inside Prince George's County. So if you all my Prince George's County residents, all my DMV residents, the first thing that went down is we we uh, have been up and down in uh, mask mandates and uh, the different variants of the pandemic is happening. So we've been shut, we've been closed, schools been shutting down. Everything around the pandemic has been a, like it's been for the whole country. So it's been very crazy. I don't know why that's bothering me, but it is. So it's been very crazy about how we handle it. So if you are a, if you're vaccinated or you're not vaccinated, either way, just be safe, wear your mask, you know, wash your hands, put your hand sanitizer out, do all the things that you need to do to keep yourself safe. Or do whatever you think you need to do to keep yourself safe and the people around you safe. It's been um, it's been a lot of sick people, sick people, and and family and friends around me. A lot of people are getting sick. A lot of people are vaccinated, so some of the sickness is not extreme. A lot of people are are not vaccinated, and the symptoms just vary, guys. So keep yourself safe as as possible. I can say on that now. I, I, you, I say it all as to be in the political realm because some of the things around the pandemic are political with the economy and we should we shut down stores and, you know, just a lot of stuff is political around this pandemic. Please use your best judgment out there. Like I said, just, just be safe the way you know how to be safe. You know how your body reacts. You know who your family is. I know my mom is uh, living with me. She has sarcoidosis. I can't uh, do a lot of things and and possibly bring anything back to her so i do my best to stay away from her if i have to or wash my hands or wear my mask blah 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 all the things we've been listening to for almost um three years now so continue to do those things um we had some redistricting i can never say that word redistricting nope still wrong but we had that going on in the county uh, we had it going on in the state some of the lines have been blurred and changed and switched. So if you're not familiar with this process, every 10 years when we have the census, we look into how populations have grown and should we add from one district or uh, add to one district and I guess take out from another district to kind of make the, make it right or even according to the new populations, population numbers. So uh, the census, uh, I think it's census.edu, no, census.org, I think that's the website. You can go and check out the census in your area and see what your population done. And it's very political because money and resources from the federal government goes to different populations depending on the numbers that you collected. So I hope you filled out your census because it's important to your community that you get these things so the resources can come back so the counties can have access to funding so they can get trash and they can do health and i'm not sure i think some education money might be in there but i'm not really sure on that but it's so your county executives can do their work right so they get this money from the government it goes to the state state gets it up it rallies around to the counties. The counties rally, um, give it up, and the county council deviates how these things are spent. So it's all one pipeline, starting with you filling out paperwork, 
saying, hey, I live at this particular address and here's my demographics. Uh, okay, we let's see what else. Do, 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 do. Oh, we had a special election in District 26. And over the last, I guess it was a month, right before Christmas, and it was it might have been November, right before Thanksgiving, um, uh, former Councilwoman Monique Anderson Walker decided to take an opportunity to be Lieutenant Governor and run for Lieutenant Governor with uh, possible candidate with candidate uh, Peter Franco. So when she stepped down, it left a, a vacancy in District Eight. And if you don't not uh, familiar with District Eight, is down in Oxon Hill, Fort Washington, Summer Camp Springs, Akikee, down here in the southern part of Prince George's County. So when she left, it left a vacancy, which uh, caused would cause the process to be uh, started where it would have been a special election and people can can run for it was barely a month, maybe a little over a month where you campaigned and to be the next county council person. And throughout that early voting, the numbers were low. We had 55,000 registered voters, right? That's my notes. 55,000 registered voters. We had the opportunity to do mail-in ballots. We, the total number of people who voted in the special election was 5,500. That's 10% of the voting population. And if we learned anything over the last presidential election and and the, a couple cycles back that we need to get out and vote and it, that was that was scary as a a person who liked the political process when when uh, things need to be made. I mean, think laws need to be changed or policies need to be changed. And fifth and and ninety percent of the people didn't vote for the person that's in office. So you didn't exercise your voice on the things that you might need. Now anything could have happened, but I'm here to ask when this next primary elections coming up when these midterm elections come up we need you, we need you to get out and vote especially i don't know how nationally is going to how national uh the national level politics are going to go on the mail in ballots but us having these variants out there i'm 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 in a strong agreement that we should still have mail in ballots i'm hoping that the nation agrees that we still do mail in balance, but there's some forces out there that's trying to get us away from this system. But if we do, guys, all it is is you fill out the information, you put it in the mailbox, pre-stamp for you. It's a good opportunity for you to Google, go online, use Facebook, use YouTube, try to find these people, search the uh, local board of elections, search the state election board of elections to find out candidate website, all of it's uh, public knowledge. If they file for office and you don't trust what you're seeing on your, um, if you don't trust what you're seeing coming through your mail or you're hearing word of mouth, you can look up each and every candidate out there, each and every one. All you have to do is do a little Google shirt and look at the Board of Elections, and they'll give you all the information you need. They have to find their website, their Facebook, their Twitter, their TikTok, whatever they put on their public record, you can start getting a sense. And if you just want to call them, telephone number's there too. Leave a message and see. Hopefully they call. Then you can start uh, getting a, a good sense of some of your 
candidates out here as we as we move forward. But that election for the special election was low. But with that being said, the process still was done. There still was people going out and physically uh, voting, and it's people that used the mail-in system. And when we did all that, we came out with a winner. So congratulations to Edward Barrows III. Edward Barrows was our uh, school board elected official. He's been in office since about 2010. He he has he ran a race. He went out there. He knocked on doors. He passed out flyers. He put up signs. He made sure his message on how he uh, wants to run the county council was out there. So congratulations to Ed Barrows on winning and being our next uh, county council member of District Eight. I'm looking forward to working with him and you know having some of the community members meet with him to see what he's you know what he, some of our concerns and stuff like that. Because I'm also uh, a member of Virtual Community Civic Association. I'm stepping down from being president. And I'll talk to you about that in a second. I said 30 minutes. So we, we coming up on that time. So we almost done. So with that being said, let's talk about what's next. What am I doing? If by now you haven't, if you're my friend on my page, we all saw that I am going, I, I have filed to run for state delegate of the legislative district 26. So House of Delegates is what I am I am I'm reaching out to obtain because I think that's the next step of how we're going to do it. And my platform is is simple. It's yes, vote for Antoine C. Brown. Yes to Antoine C. Brown. And the why and yes stands for youth. Being everything that I've done over my career is being a coach uh, working with uh, the, uh, working with higher education, being a, being a mentor, my whole career has been built around the <clears throat> excuse me. My whole career has been built around helping the youth get what they need. That's what happened when you talk thirty minutes straight in no water. So yes, everything I've done, being able to 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 take that skill set and knowledge of working with uh, uh, kids from six up to 25 and all the lessons learned about what they're going to need through the process of what, what the E stands for is education, being able to, and when I say education, I, I feel like it's education of every particular area that we need. So if we are creating a, a, um, economic development plan and we have to have you need to know as a citizen what that plan consists of we educate everybody on how the things we go now education in a whole with the system of how higher ed how k through 12 how uh being in uh, pre-k and all that stuff how i feel about the support of the education system, that's legislation that I'm going to be advocating for and be able to put some of the, some different programs into aspect. That E is special to me because it, education saved my life, right? My, my um, doctorate is centered around the education of student default loan. Now this helps 
us as as students. This helps us after we graduate from college. This is even going into when we are adults. We the student loan process have been very serious, and I'm I'm passionate about trying to curve some of these issues that we have with student loan debt from when you decide to go to school to when you're out trying to raise a family. That's that's something different. And the last one, the S and my platform is for seniors. I've worked with some amazing, some amazing older adults who are passionate about their community. Some of the things that these women have done when it comes to um, getting people to pave road, getting organizations to pave roads, talking to the county executive, working with the higher ups to make sure that their way of living is is still sustainable for them as they get older in their community has been just tremendous. Me being a caretaker, my mom and her having limited resources to be able to go out and find affordable housing is something that I feel like it should be still done for her, she shouldn't have to live with me when she still has uh, access to to money. Now, some of the things that she need, maybe we can help her with the assistance while she's out on her own so she can still be functional within the community. And it's something that I know she wants. So being an advocate and pushing for some of these things to help our seniors along, working with, with the older community, or our, our senior community up front is something that I think we can do better down in my district and we can try to help more people in there. So that's just a overview of the platform of which we're running for. And I I'm so excited to move towards this journey of being able to help these different people and talk to uh, people across the different States and how they help. Um, their citizens and how they work with the education system and how they work with their youth on everything when it comes around building great and great communities and great districts. And I'm, I'm excited to look for new different innovation, innovative ways that we can bring from that's coming from outside the state to introduce to our district so we can grow economically and sustain the things that we have and the living we have. It's, it's, I'm, I'm all for being able to be a resource to the community members that live in my district. So if, if we, if this thing goes right, like, and I think once we, um, since we're out here and we're promoting it and we're doing things, if you ready to be on top or be with a, a campaign, that's going to be exciting, especially when it gets a little warmer. Cause we know we done had some snow and some freezing rain and it's cold, but if you're ready to be a part of that, I appreciate you. And if you've already jumped on and you donated, I thank you. So it's um, a couple ways you can help me out here. So if you need to, if you're ready to donate, you can text donate to 833-645-1026. And once you text that, that'll bring up the, the, the donate page and you can donate a dollar. Whatever it is, every cent helps towards building a marketing presence and a marketing presence for me to be able to share more of this yes campaign to the district you can also join me on facebook which is this page here is uh just google my name antoine brown and the official elected antoine brown page will come up 
If you are the news person and you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Mr. Antoine C. Brown. I'm even uh, dibble and dabble on TikTok because I think it's fun and I'm about to start dancing. So I need all y'all to follow me because I'm going to go viral if I'm just doing a snake or something. I don't know what it is, but it's Mr. Resource Guy on TikTok. You got that? Mr. Resource Guy on TikTok. Twitter's Mr. Antoine C. Brown. IG is elected Antoine C. Brown. IG elected underscore Antoine C. Brown. You'll see this beautiful face with some suspenders and my glasses. Now I don't got my glasses on. My suspenders and my tie. It's on that one. So, guys, this show has been just catching up, letting you know what's going on. How's everything popping? How we been doing over the last year? Oh, one more thing before we get out of here. We did a bowling ball raffle. If you're in my bowling community, you missed out on the Black Widow. We gave away the Black Widow. I just want to say once again, congratulations to Allison Coleman for being on the Black Widow. Jason, good to see you, man. Congratulations to you again. And I appreciate it. I'm, I'm going to get used to this doc. So, Bowling community, we're doing another raffle. If you see me on Wednesday night at Capitol Plaza, we're going to give away a Medusa, DV8 Medusa. And then we have a VIP motive that we're going to put inside our group, and we're going to do that one. So we're going to, I'm going to physically give one away on Wednesday, and then I'm going to start another raffle on Tonight or tomorrow, we're going to go a whole week. I think it's tonight, Monday to Monday. For We're going to do a, a Martin Luther King bowling ball giveaway. So even if you're not into bowling, guys, and you're not into that world, if you just want to donate to the raffle or if you the raffle is $5, you can buy up to 10 tickets. So that's $50. And then so you got 10 chances to win the bowling, bowling ball, which is – Probably a $200 bowling ball or somewhere in that range. $50 is a good deal for a bowling ball if you know if you know what I know and my bowling community does. If you're not a bowler and you know some bowlers, still participate. We're going to keep it open for one whole week. And then on, on uh, Martin Luther King Day, we're going to close it down. And then I'm going to do a live on that following Tuesday to announce the bowling ball winner. So those are the ways you can help the campaign. I need your help. I cannot do it without you. And those, and if you, when they start getting warm, if you just want to make some phone calls, if you want to help walk and knock on some doors, you want to do all that good stuff, I need you out there with me to let everybody know that I'm the best, one of the best candidates in here because we, we have three spots available. So I'm just out here fighting to be one of those three. So one of the best candidates in this area for all the work that I've been doing over the last 10 years. So... If you look down in the chat, all the social media channels should be there because my behind the scene persons is awesome. So that's all I got for you tonight. I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you supporting me this long. Thanks to everybody who's understand the grind of becoming a doctor Thanks to everybody who have donated and supported and shout out to my team of ACB. My core group has been amazing so far. I love you guys. I know I'm, you know, we ain't 
we are not where we want to be yet, but it's uh, we have a foundation that's awesome, and we can't wait to get out here and show people how we act. So we also um, stay tuned and pay attention to my pages because I'm going to be doing probably something uh, around February the 5th around an announcement, and I want everybody to come out and celebrate and help and all that good stuff. So, but we'll get more information. Just pay attention to my page. So if you see me, say hello, kiss your loved ones, make sure everybody's safe, do everything we need to do to celebrate uh, Martin Luther King next week, post something on my page because you know I'm an alpha and he's one of the greatest alphas ever. So I think that's it tonight, guys. I think we done. Welcome to the booth shop. I'm closing off. My name is Dr. Antoine C. Brown, and I'll see you in two weeks. January 24th is our next show. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I'll see you later. Thank you for listening to The Booth Shop with Dr. Antoine Brown. Be sure to follow Dr. Antoine on Instagram at elected underscore Antoine C. Brown and on YouTube to keep up with our latest episodes. You can see what he is up to by visiting www.antoinecbrown.com. Our next episode is in two weeks, Monday at 6 p.m.